There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit in Every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes Hello and welcome To another episode Of life as a gringo I am Dramos Of course And Man today Is a, is a tough one You know We're doing the Thursday Trends episode Talking about headlines And And when you do that It's not always going to be pretty and with that in mind it's it's hard to believe that in two weeks in a in a row here uh, on the show i can only address one thing and and that is another devastating and and senseless tragedy in this country and sure i could quickly mention it i could try and avoid it i could try and and give people a break because I know it's all they've been seeing on their their timelines since it happened on Tuesday. But that would be a disservice to the magnitude of this this story of this terrible event, this mass shooting in the elementary school in Texas. And it would be a disservice to the honor that it is to to have a platform like this one. And I've dedicated myself to wanting to not just have fun and and not just be entertaining, but also to be a a resource for information and be a vessel for people to have their their voice heard, good or bad. And I think with that responsibility in mind, I have to just focus in on this story because it's the the only way that I think people will realize the the gravity and the just horrid nature of these types of events that keep happening in this country and the more and more we try to look away the more and more we try to ignore it the more this just 
terrible sickness in this country continues to to fester and until we all begin to voice our frustration and demand things from the powers that be it's very obvious that these types of things are just going to to continue on and and are going to sadly affect our most vulnerable and particularly when you look at this this story you know this weekend and any of these types of shootings are incredibly heinous but when you think about the fact that it involves our community i think that 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 hits a bit closer to home when it involves our schools our teachers all all of the above you know so many different things kind of running through through my head as i i process this this week you know and i think for me the more i've learned about the story has allowed me to humanize all the victims a bit more you know and and that's the sad thing i'm not i'm not proud of that i, I know when i was reading the the story as it as it was breaking uh i was i was in the car and i was pulled over and i just quickly kind of looked at my my news headlines and saw another mass shooting uh happening and while i understood how terrible it was i wasn't like jarred by it initially and that scares the shit out of me like that this is becoming so fucking normal that a headline about a mass shooting at an elementary school didn't immediately just like uproot my entire day and it it took a minute for me to kind of see the victims and and those pictures that have been going around uh on on social media and and seeing their their faces of these these kids who were senselessly murdered that i that i then began to feel all the the emotions and, and kind of couldn't hold back you know uh those feelings and, and the feeling, the heaviness of it all. And, and, and I think many of us are so tired of feeling this sort of pain that we probably compartmentalize it, right? Even if it's subconsciously, our body just kind of buries these emotions and these feelings so we don't feel them completely because it just is a lot, you know? Especially again, in the second week in a row, just senseless tragedy like this. Uh, but again, I don't think it's healthy to just bury these things away. And it's not a problem that we could just ignore and we have to keep having these conversations we have to get sick of having these conversations uh to, to motivate us to, to actually fight for for change in this in this country so um you know we're, we're going to be tackling on this episode solely this terrible school shooting that that happened in in texas and i'll kind of break down some of the the bits of information i've been reading about uh you know since it happened for, for anybody who's maybe not been glued to the news uh, and of course, I want to give y'all a, a place to vent your emotions and your frustrations in our Ask a Get and Go segment, you know, and do our best to, man, just just get through this, right? It's not easy, but but it's it's necessary. So with that said, let's kind of do a bit of a deep dive into into this story, this tragedy, I should say, um, in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. So for anybody who hasn't been following this super closely, um, on Tuesday, an 18-year-old named Salvador Ramos um, used an AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle to massacre 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school 
in Texas. Uh, before doing that, he shot and killed his, uh, his, his grandmother. And uh, the whole thing ended with the police storming a classroom that he had barricaded himself in. Uh, and he was actually on the school premises for up to an hour before the police actually forcibly entered the classroom and killed him. And uh, so many different tidbits that that add to just the anger and frustration of the story. You know, um, he he legally purchased the rifle he used to to kill these these children and, and the teachers. Um, as well as a second one just last week, just after his birthday, which was on uh, May 16th, right when he turned 18, went ahead and bought these um, bought these guns. And so many different parts of this story being so incredibly just tragic. I mean, you hear about a one of the teachers who was killed, a fourth grade teacher, Irma Garcia, who sacrificed herself trying to protect the children in her classroom. And, it, there's it's just so many different things, you know, that are tough, tough to watch on the news, tough to read about, tough to hear about the interviews that are happening from the families, the pictures of the of the children that were were killed. Um, and I, and and the sad thing is, all of this is is nothing new, right? I I saw a statistic from from Vox uh, where they said that after the Sandy Hook massacre in Connecticut, um. 3,865 mass shootings have happened since then. And remember, there was like that popular tagline going around amongst politicians, um, you know, never again, right? And we've heard very similar talking points, uh, people expressing their condolences and their prayers for the families. and You know, this can never happen again. And the hypocrisy on display might be rivaling the the sickness of the murder itself because you have these politicians there even seeing this firsthand and, and hearing the calls of the people and they don't seem inspired in the least bit to do anything about this they want to write this off as one crazy person and, and that's the the issue you know um you had uh GOP senators Marco Rubio and, and Rick Scott on CNN, and uh, they were pushing back on these calls uh, for for um, the banning of AR-15s and semi-automatic weapons, um, and and they pushed back on on that on on the idea that these types of guns should be banned for citizens, and they even dismissed the demands for expanded background checks, right? The, these guys, having seen this just happen, are saying, no, we don't, we don't need to do anything extra. Why would we want to make it harder for somebody to, to get a gun? Why would we want to make somebody have to be really, um, you know, thoroughly vetted before being able to purchase a gun? Why would we want that, right? Ignoring all that that's happening. Um, and, and you had uh, Marco Rubio instead saying, he would try to force a vote today on a measure to bolster school safety in other ways. And they're going to give us this whole nonsense. We need to put uh, armed security in the schools and this, that, and the third, right? Uh, basically, we need to put more people with guns out there. And that's what we need to do. And 
it's fucking just like I have no words that that's the reaction that we're looking at, right? Because we saw what happened at the supermarket. You had an armed security guard. You had a a trained armed security guard, somebody who was a former police officer, a retired police officer, who tried to take out the gunman and literally fired a shot off at the gunman. And the gunman was wearing protective armor and then was able to fire back and kill that that retired police officer. So the answer, obviously, is not more guns because you had police getting shot and hurt in these situations because they couldn't keep up with the type of artillery that these civilians are able to have access to, these semi-automatic weapons, these AR-15s, right? So this is just a way to skate around what the actual issue is and also to keep collecting checks from the NRA, you know, who have these guys in their back pocket and are making all kinds of large donations to these guys' campaign that helps keep them in office and, and keeps them in power, which sadly is very obvious the only thing that motivates these politicians. You had uh, Senator Marco Rubio on CNN further saying um, that extended background checks would not solve the problem. And even if Washington banned AR-15s, a killer would find a different weapon. Then he's quoted as saying, listen, at the end of the day, you're arguing about what they're using to commit this. And the truth of the matter is, these people are going to commit these horrifying crimes where they have to use another weapon to do it. They're going to figure out a way to do it. And that's all what, uh, what Marco Rubio said. If that's the case, then we should just make drugs legal, right? By, by that logic, people are still going to find a way to, to use drugs in this country. We should just make it legal, right? And, and why not have the, the same attitude towards immigration, right? Why should we have stricter border, border policies, right? People are going to find a way to, to come over here illegally anyway, right? So why, why make the, the borders you know, harder? Why, why put laws in place to stop people from, from coming into this country? And again, the, the hypocrisy, like, it, it's just disgusting. And sure, people may find a different weapon to carry out terrible acts. But when we see these mass numbers, these mass shootings, the police not being able to react quickly, because of the type of artillery that's being used. All of that would be avoided if these types of guns were banned. Why does a civilian need a military-grade weapon? Make it make sense. Why do they need to be able to buy armor? Why do they need a bulletproof vest? It, it, there's no rational explanation for that other than these guys just want to play fucking army officer uh, out there in, in the real world. They want to make themselves... Uh, feel stronger and, and, and bigger and better. That's the only thing. It, it's literally just some sort of dick measuring contest for people who don't feel great about themselves. That's literally the only reason why anybody would want one of these weapons and would be fighting to, to keep these weapons legal after seeing the horror that they're causing out there in the street. Again, sure, this, some, if, if these guns were illegal, they might be able to find a less powerful gun. They may be able to come with a knife and start hurting people. But again, the carnage would not be the same. The ability to apprehend and subdue these people would be far easier than they are, than it would be with military-grade weapons. And the real kicker to this is uh, you had um, 
you had Rick Scott uh, being asked about the prospect of banning AR-15s. And he said, quote, I think we have our Constitution, our Second Amendment rights, and we shouldn't take away rights for law-abiding citizens. These families' lives have been changed for forever. These kids were killed for no reason whatsoever. And you're concerned with people having their Second Amendment right so they can randomly carry guns for no fucking reason whatsoever? That's your biggest concern? Not the fact that we've had almost 4,000 mass shootings since Sandy Hook? It's mind-boggling. And it's obvious that these people genuinely, in the sickest, most evil way, do not give a fuck about the people in this country. It is merely all about power. Like I don't give a fuck about some random rednecks want to carry a fucking rifle. I care about kids not being in fear of going to school every day. I care about teachers, like my mother, who, thank God, is retired now, not having to be in fear of going to work every day. I think about the rest of us not having to be in fear of going fucking grocery shopping. That's what I care about more than some fucking asshole who wants to go fire off some rounds in the woods behind his house. But you'd rather protect that than the lives of these innocent people as we see these tragedies happening over and over and over again. Like, make it make fucking sense. The the inmates are are running the fucking asylum at this point. There's no way around that. These people that are in office, these assholes that are sitting here in these positions are pure evil. They don't give a fuck about anything except for their power, maintaining their power. And they have no problem telling us to our faces via television, via social media, that they don't care about us, that they could see a tragedy like this happen that could have been avoided, but they're more concerned with protecting people's asinine right to own semi-automatic military-grade weaponry. And, and I mentioned the NRA earlier in, in, in this conversation, they cut a lot of really big checks for these politicians. In fact, the NRA is actually having their, their annual convention this Friday in Texas. And guess who's set to speak at that convention? Donald Trump. Like, you couldn't write this shit. Money, power, and greed are these people's God. That's it. They don't give a fuck about anything else. Who has to die? Whose life has to be completely changed forever as a result? Just as long as they get to maintain power and get to count all that money. And it's, it's absolutely disgusting. And, and what's, what's even sadder is that things have been proposed to help fix this problem. In 2021, 2021 last year, the House passed H.R. 8 which would actually expand background checks on people buying or transferring guns and have enhanced background checks all around. It would also close the, quote, Charleston loophole, which is a gap in federal law that lets gun sales proceed without a completed background check if three business days have passed. Yet, you know what happened? It died on the Senate floor. And who do you think you have to thank for that? The Republicans. And I'm not trying to make this Democrat versus Republican, because the reality is I don't think either side has done enough. 
but one side has really had no problem showing itself to be pure evil. Why would you not want enhanced background checks on people buying guns uh, or, or transferring guns? Why would you not want to close a loophole that allows people to get a gun before the background check has been completed? There's, there's no reason, literally no reason whatsoever for that, aside from the fact that you're trying to make your NRA buddies happy. But other than that, there's no credible reason for it. Like, we're not talking about buying a fucking car. We're talking about buying a weapon that has the ability to quickly take the lives of innocent people. 21 people dead. Like, 21 people dead. For what reason? In less than an hour. 21 people dead. 19 children. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. And it's disgusting to me that anybody continues to make excuses for, for these actions or lack of action. We try to blame it on mental health. And, and I'm, uh, obviously, these people have some sort of mental health issue. But also, they shouldn't be able to get these types of weapons. Nobody should be able to. Why? Why should you and I have bigger guns than the police? How does that make sense? It doesn't. There's no real answer to it other than people are making a lot of money off of this. People's campaigns and political careers are being made on the backs of these people that are being murdered senselessly. That's the only reason, the only answer for this. There's nothing else you can tell me. It's just disgusting and it's and it's scary. And to be honest, it as positive as a person as I try to be, shit like this really makes you begin to to ask what is the point of of it all right so many terrible things like this happening and we're just expected to go on with our lives and and what makes it even worse is that when these terrible things happen we get a couple of speeches and then everybody moves on with their with their life basketball games get played reality tv shows happen and we pretend like it never happened and the people in office couldn't be happier about that because it means they don't have to do anything. It means they can keep collecting those checks. And it's just this never-ending cycle. And, and in, I try and find the meaning in everything. I try and you know, think that there's a bigger plan at play. But you got to wonder, where does all of this lead? We've seen it happen time and time again, and nothing changes. It's just another day, another mass shooting. Another tragedy, another group of people whose lives are either lost or whose loved ones will never be able to to experience life the same way again. And it's just terrible. And I, I hope that all of us getting riled up about this and having these conversations leads to the change that that needs to happen. That's the, the only thing you can you can really hope for. And, the reason why we, these conversations are so important to, to keep that pressure on these people to, to do something. Now, with that said, I hate even saying that there's some light here at the end of the tunnel, but there are some people who seem to have gotten the message that we need to step up and apply pressure to those who aren't doing enough. So before me hit this segment, I want to talk about a couple people uh, who are really taking it to 
those that are in power and, and trying to force them to actually do something for once. So we'll do that in our Mijente segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, so one of the, the, the people wanted to talk about, he was trending on Twitter today. Uh, you had Beto O'Rourke, who um, is, is running for governor in, in Texas. He was uh, a presidential candidate for the Democratic Party as well um, in this, this last election. And he actually confronted Texas Governor Greg Abbott at a press conference uh, that was happening um, yesterday, on Wednesday. And uh, was basically saying, you know, this needs to change. Enough is enough. And then was basically cursed at by a bunch of cronies on the stage and told to get the hell out of here um, and that he was a disgrace and disgusting and, and all these different things. And one of them said, uh, now is not the time to make this a, a political issue. And this is the thing. They always like to say, now is not the time. People are mourning. No, now is the time. Because the longer we wait, 
the more likely something like this will happen again. I mean, we are a week removed from another mass shooting on the other side of the country. Now is the time to act. Now is the time to do something. I'm tired of hearing the condolences. I'm tired of hearing the empty prayers that are being thrown out there from from our politicians. People need to be placing pressure on those in power. And I love to see this from from someone like Beto O'Rourke. Applying that that pressure, calling people out, humiliating them on a public stage for not doing their jobs. Somebody else was Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut, who his state saw the Sandy Hook massacre happen. And there's a, a speech of his that's been going around on, on the internet that's gone viral. And it was him calling out his colleagues on the Senate floor. And he was basically saying, what are we doing? And he was literally begging for his colleagues to please do something. And we need more people like them to step up. We need our president to not just talk the talk, but also fucking do something. And we need, even if his hands are tied from a, a law standpoint, get in these guys' faces. Call them out. Don't let them skate around just saying that this is one a uh, person acting alone and one lone uh, mental health issue and, and this, that, and the third. No, this is the part of a bigger issue. Absolutely, mental health is an issue uh, in, in our country. But with that in mind, why make it so easy for people to get weapons in this country, to get guns in this country, to get military-grade weaponry in this country? Why? All these people that are fucking pro-life and and and, you know, person's right to, you know, uh, we want the baby's right to live and all these things. These are your babies grown up. You want them to, to be born, but then not do anything to actually protect them from harm. Again, make it make sense. Make mental health uh, a, a free resource in this country if you are so damn concerned about that. On top of that, stop making it so fucking easy for people to obtain weapons. Make it illegal to have semi-automatic weapons. What's the point? Why do they need bulletproof vests? Why do they need body armor? Literally, the only reason would be to take out attacks like this one, to make themselves harder to be disarmed for law enforcement. Like we saw last week in Buffalo. People need to step up. And and I, I love, again, these, these two, and it's a very dim light in, in, a, in a very dark time period right now. But this is the type of shit that we want to see from those running for office, for those who are in office. Take it to their doorstep. Get in their faces. Don't let them skirt around this. Don't let these cowards sweep this under the rug. Because that's what these guys are. These guys are fucking cowards. They hide behind their Fox News. They hide behind uh, you know, their, their constitutional rights and all these different things. They're fucking cowards. They're scared they're going to lose power. They're scared they're going to lose those donations. And that's why they don't do anything. And we need to, we need to take it to their doorstep. And, and really get in their face about their lack of action to protect the people in this country. So that's my two cents. And I appreciate y'all giving me uh, a place to, to vent healthily and, and, and to get that out there. And of course, I want to do the same for y'all in our Ask a Gringo segment. Ask a Gringo! Uh, I have a question. So I got a bunch of responses on, on this one. I wish I had time to read them all. I'm going to read um, at Nicolosa underscore Vega, who uh, one of our, our, our listeners who's a teacher 
And she says, uh, I feel like I want to change careers, but then nowhere is safe. This happens everywhere. Church, grocery stores. I'm so fucking nervous for my kids to grow up and go to school. It's hard not to feel hopeless. I don't know what the solution is. Tighter gun laws, yes. Less funding for law enforcement and more mental resources, yes. I don't know why we aren't trying everything. We need radical change. First and foremost, my heart goes out to you and your colleagues who are already dealing with so much outside of this when it comes to teaching children to now have to worry about things like this, to have to run drills on what to do if there's a mass shooter in your school. Like, Does nobody see the just twisted reality of that? Rather than actually passing some sort of laws, our solution is to teach children and teachers on how to hide if a mass shooting ends up happening in their school. It's, it's just twisted and fucking demented logic. And I love what you talked about. Less funding to law enforcement, more to mental health resources. Less funding to almost everything. We're sitting here sending money to places like the Ukraine. And listen, I understand they are in a terrible situation. There's a lot of tragedy happening over there. But there's a lot of tragedy happening over here in this country. And look how quickly we were able to send those funds over there because of the political uh, backing. That political agenda superseded the needs of the people of this country. Like our, our public school system is constantly being stripped of funding. It's being moved in other places. And then we wonder why kids are having issues because they don't have the fucking resources needed to be taken care of properly. Those who do have mental health issues aren't getting the proper help, don't have the proper resources. And then on top of that, in a country where mental health is a gigantic issue, we also allow some kid a week off from his 18th birthday to purchase two semi-automatic rifles and hundreds of rounds for those rifles. You don't think it's fucked up that we live in a country where somebody who's 25 can't rent a car? Somebody who is 18 can't legally drink a beer, but they can go and buy a semi-automatic rifle? Does no one else think that we might have our priorities kind of fucked up in this country? Again, make it make sense, somebody. At Elizabeth underscore ZR says, what can I say to my kindergarten baby? Should I start pre slash training her? And I, I imagine you're saying, should I be training her on what to do if something like this happens? Or how to, how to react to this if she hears the news somewhere? I don't, I don't have an answer for that. I wish I did. That's crazy to think. It's, it's kind of hitting me. And it's like moments like this. I'm, I feel blessed to, to not have to have this type of conversation. I don't have kids, you know, and my heart goes out to parents. But what do you tell your kid? How, how do you prepare your kid? God forbid something like this is brought to their doorstep. I, I can only imagine. And it's fucked up that that burden falls on our shoulders, right? Because the people in charge can't get their shit together enough to make it so that we don't even have to have these types of conversations. It really is is disgusting, and, and I don't. I wish I had an answer for you. I, I just don't. Uh, last one I'll, I'll read here is a cross underscore soul says, destroyed. I can't picture what the families are going through. They're going to be stuck reliving it all. They were just kids, man. I just have no words. It's hard to have hope. Yeah, I, I feel like you kind of summed up a lot of what I'm feeling and, and a lot of things that were hitting me. I mean, these parents just dropping their kids off for another day at school, you know, um, 
going to work and thinking nothing of it, only to find out of this tragedy and, and I'm sure for many hoping that it wasn't their kid and for those who sadly um, their child was a victim of it, I can only imagine the heartbreak of hearing that news and not being able to have your kid come home that evening, right? It's just, um, there are no words for it. There, there really are no words for it. There's nothing about this that can be made sense of. I've heard reports of the shooter was bullied in school and, and all of those different things, but none of that brings any sort of rationale or understanding to why go and take out kids, just little innocent kids. It's senseless in every, every sense of the word, the, the literal definition of senseless. And the only thing that you can try to take away from, from this tragedy is, man, if you're blessed enough to have people around you that you, you love in your life, to hold them just a bit closer and to, to recognize the, the preciousness of, of life. And even that just, I don't know, doesn't, doesn't feel like it solve, solves much, you know? Because you think about all the, the people that are hurting right now because they lost somebody that they love. It's just terrible. Just terrible. That said, thank y'all so much for venting and, and putting your, your feelings out there. And with that said, we'll kind of tie everything we talked about today up. We'll wrap it all up in a segment we call Conclusions Too. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. 
Man, so this has definitely been a really tough, tough show to to record. I've again been avoiding it all day long, just procrastinating on on starting it because I just knew it was going to take a lot out of me. But I would hate for this conversation to not be had and and the reminders of just the pure evil happening in this country and that we need to fight back. Um, it's just terrible. Now, I, I, on on a more positive way, I, there is <sighs> some solutions being proposed here, and I'm not going to go through all of them because it's it's a lot. I'll I'll put the the link in the show notes. Um, it's from a, a website called EveryTown.org, an organization called EveryTown, and they talk about some evidence based solutions um, that are some common sense public safety policies that can reduce gun violence and save lives. And I'm going to quickly go through them. Again, it's a, it's a pretty long list, but I'll leave the link so you can check it out for yourself. But they talk about uh, first segment of it is keeping guns out of the wrong hands. So that involves alert local law enforcement of failed background checks, background checks on all gun sales, close the Charleston loophole, disarm hate, extreme risk laws, prevent gun trafficking, prohibit people with dangerous histories from having guns, report lost or stolen guns, require prohibited people to turn in their guns, waiting periods. And the uh, second segment they, they say is keep communities safe, block concealed carry reciprocity, keep guns off campus, prohibit guns in sensitive areas, prohibit open carry, repeal stand your ground laws, require permits to carry concealed guns in public, strong standards of for carrying concealed guns in public, Victims of crime assistance funding, violence intervention programs, and they talk about keep guns out of school. There's a few that they already had mentioned, um, but they talk about reconsidering active shooter drills, stop arming teachers, threat identification and assessment programs in schools. And on that note of arming teachers, I don't think any teacher signed up to do the job of a police officer. And the mere fact that that is a solution is Again, this weird fucking twilight zone of a country we live in. Um, one of the other segments they talk about is being a responsible gun owner. Educate gun owners on risks. Gun owner safety training. Secure gun storage. Absolutely, why not have safety protocols and training that people have to fulfill in order to get a gun? Make them work for this. Next segment is hold the gun industry accountable. Gun dealer reform. Prevent gun trafficking. Repeal gun industry immunity. Report lost and stolen guns. Stop downloadable guns. And the last segment they talk about is prohibit assault weapons and dangerous hardware. Block silencer deregulation. Prohibit assault weapons. Prohibit bump stocks and other conversion devices. Prohibit high capacity magazines. And again, I'll put the link for that. Each one of those items, if you wanted to dive into what exactly they are a little bit more, they are... Uh, links that you can click and you can read more information on what exactly they're talking about. And it's, it's, I guess, nice to hear people thinking of, of the solutions that, that we can uh, have. And you just hope that the people in power are, are listening, which sadly doesn't seem like it. So that means we're going to have to keep using our voices and make sure they hear us. Now, the last thing I want to do here, and I, I did this with last week's show, it feels like when we just sort of 
tie this all together as another mass shooting, it takes away a bit of the human aspect of it and takes away a bit of the emotion behind it and the realization of the real tragedy and devastation behind it, right? The lives that are lost. Um, I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but it's scientifically proven that, that we as human beings, you know, we don't have as much emotion for large number deaths, essentially, right? Um, we can't process that as human beings. We, it's hard for us to process that. Like we need to see one person die. Like we have more remorse when we hear about one person specifically dying than we do about um, like a million COVID deaths that we've had in this country. Uh, it, we're just not equipped to process that much death at, at such a large scale number. And I think that's why, again, I was talking about how I feel like I was able to, in the moment, kind of compartmentalize it. It wasn't until I started seeing the pictures and hearing the names that it really hit me. So I want to make sure I speak the names of the victims of, of this tragedy, at least the ones who um, their family members have publicly identified them. And again, 19 children dead, two teachers dead for no reason when this, this shooter um, decided to open fire in, a, in an elementary school. Now, I want to take a moment to say the names of, of those victims that have been uh, publicly rec recognized by their, their family members. Eva Mireles, 44, fourth grade teacher at the school and a mother. Jose Flores, 10 years old. Jose Garcia, 9 years old. A. Marie Jo Garza, 10 years old. Xavier Javier Lopez, 10. Annabel Guadalupe Rodriguez, 10. Rogelio Torres, 10. Irma Garcia, the fourth grade teacher who died protecting some of her students. Eliana Cruz Torres, 10 years old. Jackie Cazares, 10 years old. Jaila Sidguero, 10 years old. Jace Carmelo Nuevanos, 10 years old. Ellie Garcia, 9 years old. She was just about to turn 10 years old. And again, those are the ones that we, we have the list here for. Just um, absolutely terrible. And you see the pictures of all these little kids and so much life ahead of them senselessly taken away. With that said, thank y'all so much for, for tuning in. I know this was a lot. I hope in, in some way, it, I don't know, gave you some information, inspired you to want to use your voice as best as you can for change. And for those of you who vented, hopefully it gave you some sort of relief of having your, your voice heard. Thank y'all for giving me a platform to, to vent. Now, uh, unplanned, unconnected to this, I will be off next week, um, taking a little bit of a break. Uh, ironically, I guess couldn't come at a better time. Um, so I'll be unplugging a bit from, from the world and just kind of getting my, myself together. I definitely have been feeling a bit burnt out as of late. So I'm going to take um, this this holiday week uh, and, and just give myself some time off. And and like I said, you know, sadly, last time, I mean, if you can, give yourself some some time off, you know, turn off the TV, you know, don't open up social media, close your phone. Just spend some time with, with the ones that you love and, and cherish that time and, and try and just get your own head together. These are really 
heavy and, and troubling times and um, we all need to keep our own mental health in check during these times obviously it's normal to feel overwhelmed with sadness and, and, and anger and all of the above and want to do something and want to speak out on it but also know when you need to unplug a bit and, and take some time for yourself to, to recharge so i suggest you you do that so hopefully a long weekend for for most of you to to be able to enjoy that and then i will be back uh on june 7th with a brand new episode tuesday june 7th i'll be back until then man stay safe and uh just take care of your yourself and, and and the ones that you love during these times right now and i'll talk to you all soon Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.